and welcome to The Brownstone with Jara Monique. I'm your host, Jara, and this is the show where we explore how people experience and engage with different aspects of life from their varied perspectives, all while sharing some laughs, some gags, and some advice. And on this week's episode, it's a wild card episode, which means nothing is off limits. And joining me today is a super, super special guest, my friend, Antoine. What's up, Antoine? What's going on, Jar? How you doing? Thank you for having me. Of course, you got to hit him with the, the deep voice. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Very excited. Very, very excited for this episode. Yeah, me too. I'm like super duper excited because um, we're going to follow like our normal format. If you've listened to the show previously where we have three segments, but during our stoop segment, Antoine is taking over and he is leading the charge and he's got a bunch of questions I'm sure lined up for me. (laughs) I can't wait. I cannot wait. Yeah. So I'm going to be in the hot seat this time, but um, before we go there, I get to, you know, drill you with some questions. So I like to start the show with our first segment known as what's the meaning. And this is where we, we take a word that's related to today's topic or one just floating around in the zeitgeist. And we discuss what it means in relation to ourselves. So today's word will be failure. But on bump. <laughs> very interesting word. Very, very interesting word. It is, right? And I feel like so many people have really different ideas of what a failure is, but I want to get your perspective because you're here with me. So like, what is a failure? Like, what does that mean to you? So, I mean, the way I see failure, failure could be doing something wrong in a way, because a lot of people attribute failure to, I don't know, like, I I would say like, I'm thinking the sports mentality. So winning and losing, somebody would say, if you fail, you lose. Whereas to me, like you can fail, but not necessarily lose. You can, it can be a, a learning moment. You know, it could, uh, it can push you to do other things. So I feel like the, the textbook definition is lack of, uh, I think it's lack of success. I believe it is for uh, failure or to fail. But to me, it's just, you know, doing something wrong. And, and I, I think it's cut and dry as to that for me, for the, the meaning of it, at least. Yeah. Yeah. i That's interesting that like it's technically defined as, like you said, a lack of success, because I also feel like success is something that is so subjective as well. Right. Like we each get to define what success looks like to us. So I I feel like I would agree more so with like the way that you defined it. And I think I also see failure as like doing something wrong or getting something wrong, which is why like failure has been such a huge thing for me in my personal life, because like, I do not like to get things wrong, like at all. (laughs) Nobody does. You're human. Nobody likes to be wrong. Yeah. Like at all. And it's, you know, it's, it's a lot to kind of like just humble yourself or get humbled a lot of the times by experiencing these sort of like wrongdoings, um, which, yeah, which I'm still trying to like, come to terms with but like it's okay but to to get things wrong fail. It, it, you got to think about it some of your most successful people in the world have failed at many things you think of uh some of the moguls or some of the big time guys uh like look at like the bill gates of the world and things like that they started from the bottom 
if you would think that they never fail, that that's almost insane to even allow that to cross your brain. You know, you you take the different failures and you learn from them and you apply it to future moves, which allows you to become successful. Honestly, I feel like you need failure in a lot of these situations because let's face it, nobody's perfect. So it's it's all about the type of failures you, you know, you have and how you bounce back from every single time. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's such a good point. I feel like the way that I'm learning to be okay with failing (laughs) is by um, acknowledging that there's a lesson there. Right. And that it was a lesson that I, I needed, like, because I feel like that's sometimes key too. You're just like, why is this happening to me? Or or how could I have, you know, fucked this up? And it's like, there was something you needed to learn there. And you know, like you said, it's going to make you come back like 10 times stronger. So, so in your perspective, like you can come back from a failure, like any failure, all failures. What do you think? So I think, I think it depends on the type of failure and what field you're, you know, we're talking about, you know, because you have different failures in the work field where you can fail at something and it's, detrimental for instance I'll, I'll give you a good example so you have guys that work in the military uh, uh police officers or you can look on the flip side of it look at the guy that's you know that's outside and doing whatever he needs to do um if you're with somebody or your partner you're expected to protect that person you're, you're expected to make sure that that person makes a home every night right so if you make a decision or at work you fail but that failure causes your partner to lose their life some people feel like you can't bounce back from that. You get what I'm saying? That's something that you'll probably have to live with. It it'll, it could cause you to go through all types of turmoil, grief, who knows? But I don't feel like that's something you could come back from. On the other side, you have somebody that's, you know, a younger guy or a younger female that's, you know, out in the streets doing things, you know, getting however they have to. They're with friends. Something happens and the friend ends up getting hurt off of a decision that they made or a failure that came in that situation. That may not be something you could bounce back from. But then you have the lighter side where you could be at work and you failed to get your paper in at the 7 a.m. You didn't meet the deadline. You may be able to speak to your supervisor and explain them why you weren't able to meet that deadline. You may be able to bounce back from that. So I think it it depends on the situation. Some are more serious and some are not that serious, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for those examples. Those are like really good. <laughs> And like, also like really tough. I was like, Ooh, I don't, I don't know that someone could bounce back from that. I hope so. Um, especially when it involves like the the loss of like someone's life. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, that is like super, super tough. I, I'm, and I'm like, as you're speaking, I'm like thinking about like, so failure seems to always like, not always, but maybe mostly involve risk, right? Like risk taking, yeah. I agree. I agree 20 times over. Yeah. 20 times over. Because you, you never hear too many people playing a safe or playing a fence, as I like to say, and nothing comes of it or you fail. Because what what decision, what what was presented to you to even be able to fail or succeed in that situation? If you just coast along, you never take risks or you never try to, uh, I guess, I guess we'll say, yeah, you never try to take risks, the opportunity will never be there. So, yeah, I, I think it you're 100 percent correct yeah 100% correct. like it like it, the you were you were talking and like the the light bulb went off <laughs> in my head and i was like oh shit like you gotta take risks <laughs> um 
which is which is like it's it's scary but like like you said like success and we get to define what success means to us but like success doesn't come without risk and risks right. don't come without the possibility of failure so it's it's like a a catch 22 almost we're like they go hand in hand <laughs> yep you are not lying hand in hand which is scary it's scary like i can tell you even like from childhood like i only like to do things that i knew i was good at like if you know someone was like why don't you try this thing or like sports or just something that i inherently was like no i don't feel like i'm going to ace that right away i was just like i'm right. not i'm not doing it like like right. the risk it's, of embarrassing myself is too great like right and it's it's something that everybody deals with i think it's uh you know it's not just you i think i i've had many situations where i tried to stay in my comfort zone because i was afraid if i stepped out i would fail potentially or i would look crazy or I would be made fun of or looked at a certain way. And I, I think it's as you get older, and I think even as uh, certain people that you surround yourself with would allow you to break that shell and that that way of thinking, because it is a toxic way of thinking in a way, because you don't know what uh, what diamonds or what gems you're blocking yourself from, from thinking like that, you know? Because some of the greatest things that happen to people come from taking risks, you know? Things that they didn't think may have been good at or things they didn't want to do in the beginning. And then when they actually dive into it, they're like, man, I wish I'm, I'm I'm happy. I made the decision to do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Oh my God. But yeah, like looking back, I kind of wish I had challenged myself, like you said, to like step outside of my comfort zone. But I mean, sometimes that only kind of comes with age. Like sometimes you just get to a certain age where like, you're like, fuck it. Like, (laughs) It is what it is. I'm going for it. <laughs> if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. I'm telling you, it, it, I agree with you. It's your age. I, t- I definitely think it's age because you get to that point where it don't matter. You don't care what people think anymore. Or something happened in your life that causes you not to care anymore, you know, because that that is a, a major thing. Some people go their whole life uh, being shy, being scared and and overthinking things and, and, and always second guessing themselves. And then that one moment where something happens, changes their whole frame of uh, thinking, game over. Now they're, they're going after everything, taking all the risk, and they're very comfortable with doing it. Yeah. And those are, then people describe that as being the best times of their lives most of the time. So, yeah, it's, it's very, very interesting. Very. It is, right? And I'm wondering, too, like, our fear of failure, or, and I'm saying, like, our, like, as, like, a general sort of, like, societal fear right. of failure, it seems to really come from a place of, like, fear of judgment right because why why do we care so much is it is it because of ourselves like we care what we think about ourselves or we care what other folks think about you know whatever it is that we try to do right and i i think it's other people i think even your think about some of your closest peers some of your closest friends things you do you you get dressed put on a certain outfit what's the first thing most people do they hit up their boy or they hit up their girl like what you think about this outfit like what you think I should wear this? I should do this because you do care. And, you know, it's hard to train your brain to only worry about how you feel about something. If it makes you feel comfortable and you're, and you, you want to do something and do it because at the end of the day, your opinion, it should be what tops the ladder. I'm not saying you can't ask your friends for their opinion and things like that, but it should never be to the point where because they don't want you to do it, you're not going to do it because that is dangerous. It's very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, there's like a fine line between taking like constructive criticism and like, 
you know, help and support, but then also like having enough, I don't know, in like trusting your intuition and your gut and knowing right. that like what's right for you. And that's, that's like hard to, to sort of manage. Like I've definitely done things where I'm like, this is what I want to do. This is what I feel like I'm meant to do. And I, and then like, I'll do the thing and then I'll be like, Oh, should I have <laughs> listened yeah. to what other people yeah. were telling me or the yeah, vibes other people were giving me, you know? And yeah. it's like, you mess yourself and up. It's scary. Yeah. 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 And, and not only you mess, you can mess yourself up, but you can mess up uh, relationships with people because I've seen it where you go to somebody for advice or they off, not even advice. They offer their opinion. Right. And you take their opinion and then you go ahead and make a decision based on their opinion and it backfires on you. And then you're quick to look at the person like, why did you tell me to do that? I should have never listened to you. And you could create some type of animosity between you and that person off of something that technically they were just telling you, you didn't have to listen. You didn't have to take it and, and go do exactly what they said. You could have applied it and, and still did your own thing. But yeah, I've seen the, the flip sides of both of those. I've seen it be uh, working the, the good side and I've seen it work on the bad side. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a very delicate balance like you have to do between like following your intuition listening to like reason and like I don't know people who've done it before because like you know it's necessary to get help and support at certain times but yeah especially like if the if the fallout is on you like you really Mm -hmm. just gotta listen to what your heart is telling you exactly exactly I always say that you should make decisions your decisions should be based i say of logic but at the same time you can't write off your emotions as well your, your emotions are that's what they're there for they're going to be there when you're making decisions that it's going to seep through but you should never let it be the driving force into decision making i feel like it should go hand in hand with logic and most of the time it usually does i mean you have some people that operate solely off one but i feel like they should go hand in hand most of the time yeah yeah no i agree too and i think like, um, that's how I like, <laughs> I'm learning how to like sometimes come out of my head and get like into my heart. <laughs> Cause I just be like, like we were talking about off, off this was like, we're both like super analytical and I'll just like right. analyze shit to death. And then sometimes it's just, like, you can't, you can't do that. Yes. It, I'm learning myself. Trust me. I'm the king of it. The king. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the Virgo. That's what you said. The Virgo. Yeah. That's all I, I do. I know. I don't really have Virgo placements, but yeah. <laughs> but, um, okay. So we're going to like kind of take a little, I don't know, go to the right with this question, but like, do you mm. believe that in, or do you believe that there's such a thing as like a failed relationship? Cause I feel like I've heard this term before. So that is a very good question. So I feel like technically, I guess you would say yes. In my opinion, no. And the reason why I say I don't feel that I wouldn't say that's the, the a good term for me because the relationships that don't work, you're pulling something from it. I I or I I'm very strong in that. Any relationship that you've been in, it's very hard for me to believe that you can't pull some type of positive from it. Even if it was the worst relationship in the world, you're gonna know that in your next relationship, you're not gonna do the things you did in that relationship. You're not gonna look for somebody who did some of the things that uh, that person did in the last relationship. So you're learning from it. You're pulling positives from it. So I, I don't want to say it was a failed relationship. I guess you can say it was just, it wasn't for you. You know, you guys weren't for each other, but I don't want to say that somebody failed technically. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, like, is that a test, right? Like, <laughs> like it's hard. Yeah, hard I'm wondering if, like, we need to switch the terminology around when we use even failed or, like, failure. Because I, I completely right. agree with what you're saying. Like, we grow up in this culture and society that says, like, oh, if your relationship ends in divorce or, like, a breakup, then then it failed. And it's like, right. like you said, why? If the majority of it was positive, if there was you know? lessons that you learned, if it ended right. amicably, like, why was it a failure? Like, the fact that it happened at all is like, good. That's the key word right there. <laughs> exactly what you just said. Because you have some people that just part on good terms. After a while, they've been with each other for so long. Some people grow out of love. It's not that we don't have, we have issues with one another. We just may not be in that space anymore. We both came to terms and we can respectfully agree that we're just not it for each other right now. We can, we can walk away from that. That doesn't mean we failed that. I think it means like you, you both were smart enough and, and wise enough to know that it wasn't going to work and not waste any, not waste time, but not to continue the relationship, but instead pull away and, you know, try to find something else. So I think it's, I don't think failed is the, the good word, but there's, there's other ways to describe it basically. Yeah. Cause I feel like, in using that terminology, I feel like um, a lot of people may have stayed in relationships that were like over for way longer than they should have because yep. like our peer groups or your family and your your culture sometimes like being like if you break up or you divorce like that, that's a failure. And we don't like we don't accept. And it's like, the hell, like. Right. It's scary. And it's scary, man, because you could be putting yourself through things that you, you know, tortures or uh mental grief that you don't need to go through, but you feel like that's how you were raised. That's always what you've been told that if you, in, in, in regards to marriage, at least that you should never get divorced. You know, if you have issues with your other, uh, your, your loved one or, or your significant other, you should stick it out and always try to make it work. That could lead to you sticking around and taking things that you shouldn't or deserve, uh, don't, don't deserve basically. And then the whole, the boyfriend, girlfriend side, you have people who have been together for so long, and they're scared that if they pull apart, they're not going to be able to find something else. They got to restart. That's what I hear all the time. I got to start over. I got to start over. And it scares a lot of people because they don't know what's on the other side. And, and that goes back to what we were talking about with the whole risk, the whole risk to reward. If, you, if you're going to leap and do it, you may fail, but it could be the other side. You could end up finding somebody that changed your life. So, you know, it's, it all ties in. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was... Um speaking with uh friends about this how like and i don't know if it's it's i don't i know it's not just a me thing but it, it must be like an ego brain thing where it's so easy to identify with sort of like the negative outcome to be like uh mm-hmm. this thing could go terribly as opposed to just like automatically assuming it will be great like right. why don't we just automatically assume like okay this thing ended that means there's something better out there right, right. like it's right. like we we have to sort of train ourselves to really believe like that 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 is true but i think that it is like if something is it's not meant for you there's there's something better that is meant for you out there and it's like if you have right. to go through losing something to get it like it sucks yeah. <laughs> it's so bad but you got to you know you you but you got to go through it and, and i think it's partially society i think it's media i think it's a lot of these things that portray these images to you and make you feel like uh, the, the negative response is the first thing that comes to mind. It's not positive. Like you, you think about what you see on TV. Most of the stuff you see on TV, 
that makes the news or that makes the shade room and all these popular sites is not positive things. It's negative things, things that go viral and grabs the attention immediately. You know what I'm saying? The positive stuff don't usually get that light because it doesn't garner the same response from people. And it's, it's scary, but it's, it's the truth. But I like, like we said, I just think sometimes you have to make difficult decisions and going through that difficult decision could mean everything you going forward. It's just, you just have to be ready to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And this, um, this just came like up in my mind, but do you, do you think like failure is synonymous with like giving up or it is something completely separate? Yeah, I think I, I will agree with you on that. I think so. Cause I mean, think of the giving up. I'm trying to think of a situation where you can't give up and it leads to a different outcome, but I, I guess I'll say majority of the time they are synonymous because there are times where you can know to give up and it could be a good thing because you know when to stop. You know when that, that enough's enough. I got to I gotta pull away from it and I got to go this way. That doesn't take, it goes back to that whole uh, relationship thing. It doesn't necessarily mean you fell because you knew it was time to give up and back out. But there are other situations where you could give up and it could t- it could mean you fell. And I'm, I'm thinking about right now, sports. That's the first thing that's popping in my head. You know, you're playing a game, you're going at it say you're playing a guy one-on-one or you're, you're on a football team or a baseball team or anything like that. And the guys look defeated. They don't want to play no more. They give up. They lose. Technically, some people look at that as a failure. You lose the game and it, it ties in with you giving up. So I guess, again, it just goes with the different situations that you, you know, that you apply it to. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's like circumstantial because yeah, I'm thinking yes. like, like, I can see definitely how failure could be viewed as giving up. And I feel like maybe in some cases it is, but like in some cases, like you, you need to give up, like you need to let it go. If it's not working, like you need to try something else. So, um, but I feel like that's also been something drilled into us. Like if you give up, you failed. And it's like, what if this yeah, thing is is not for me? And it it doesn't have to be a relationship. Like you said, it could be sports. It could be like right. a job. Like what, you know, and people are saying like, oh, you, you know, you failed or, and you're like, because yeah. I yeah. saw the truth of it. Like <laughs> Exactly. You're, you're, you're hitting it right on the head. Just because you don't want to do something or just because you decide something is not for you does not necessarily mean you fell. It could mean you seen something that you didn't know. You could have, uh, something could have happened that you didn't agree with that just caused you to go a different way. Just, that doesn't mean you fell. I, I'm telling you, to me, that means you were smarter than the next person because you knew when to get out. Because I'm telling you, you have some people who would know these things and stick around. Either A, because they, they don't know what to do, or B, because they're scared. And they don't want to take the risk. So, it, you know, it, it it's like you said, it's all circumstantial, situational. It's just how you look at it and how you apply it. Because you can take, I, I truly believe you can take uh, any situation and make it positive. In some way, shape, or form, you can make it positive. So, you know, failure failure is is all to how you see it and how you allow it to affect you. But you can make failure a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I believe so as well. I mean, like, I feel like there are very, like, some small, like, distinct things that happen that you're like, mm, that that's terrible. Um, there's no positive in that. <laughs> but I, I agree. 
I agree for the most part. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, like there's a sort of silver lining to be mm-hmm. found in in almost, yeah, in almost everything. It's just, yeah, it's right. just a matter of perspective. And I feel like that comes with time. Like you're not always going to see yes. that immediately, like almost yeah. never. <laughs> Heck no. It took me 29 years to, 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 learn to, <laughs> to learn to myself. That stuff, that's not something you pick up out the gate. And if you do, good on you because you are definitely ahead of the pack. But a lot of people don't pick that up until they, they're years in the game. Years in the game. Yeah. But um, okay, maybe let me ask you this, and then also like feel free to share whatever or or nothing. You're always allowed to just be like, I'm not fucking answering that. Um, but like, is there any like particular moment in your own life that you maybe perceived as a failure initially? But like looking back now, you're like, no, that wasn't a failure. Like, that's a good question. Anytime I could be received. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh... Yeah, while you think, let me let me see if I go. <laughs> yeah, because I'm gonna have to. I'm trying to give you a good one. I'm gonna have to sit here and really dig into oh, my, okay. my files here. <laughs> you got some experiences. Let me stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <right? laughs> um. Okay, I think like for me, um, sort of like the greatest risks that I've taken have all involved like just leaving. <laughs> leaving home and like going somewhere where like, yeah, I don't know anyone or anything. And like taking those huge, you know, sort of leaps of faith. And um, like when I went to Madrid and I was like an au pair for like 10 months and stuff. And then I came home and I was like, so broke. And I was like, I just spent, you know, 10 months living in Europe, you know, living my best life, going out to clubs and cafes and living with the Spanish family. And, and now I come home and I have like, nothing to show for it. And I, and I felt like a failure. I'm not going to lie. Like, I just felt like a failure. I was just like, what, what do I have to show? Like, I don't know what that is either. Like that correlation that like, you have to have something to prove to people that like you did something worthwhile. Right. Um, I don't know like why that was a thing, but I felt like I had to have something to show people. Like I had to have either like a really cool job or like, you know, I don't know, like a, a partner back in Spain or just right. something to be like, look what I did. Look you know? at me. Yeah. <laughs> when the fact that you even being in Spain is dope in and of itself, you know what I'm saying? That's what I had to realize. Cause I was like, girl, yeah. you come from like a low income, poor family from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you even fucking got there and you fought tooth and nail to get there is it is it success like yeah like you got to do the thing you wanted like shift your perspective like (laughs) it's true and 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 that's that's what we were talking about with the whole we're trained to look at the other way before looking at the positive we're we're quick to look at all the other things that other people may see and think of the negative but the positives of that is crazy not a lot of people even travel a lot of people stay in their same bubble they're not allowed or afforded the opportunity to even go see anything, go state to state, let alone go into another country. I mean, that in itself is cool. The experiences that you you have, the people you meet, the things you can speak on, a lot of people can't, you know? So, I mean, that would be that would be the first thing I would have been looking at. You told me you you went to Spain. I'm like, oh, that's dope. I'm, I'm digging on your experiences. I'm not even worried about all the other stuff. Let's, let's talk about the experience because that is super, super dope. Yeah, yeah. But it took me, it took me a while to see it that way because like, like the perspective I had of being like, oh, I have nothing to show sort of like 
colored my experience in Madrid to look differently than like, than what it was. I saw like, like all the things that were wrong and bad as opposed to like the things that were like really amazing about it, which are the mm-hmm. things that I'm still so grateful for, like till this day and like the friendships right. and the connections I made. And I'm just like, no, like it wasn't a failure or maybe like if I had a certain goal of being like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to like get a degree and I'm going to move there uh, permanently. And I didn't do that. Then maybe I would be like, okay, that's different. Totally different. Yep. Yeah. Totally you, different situation. You didn't accomplish your goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I, I agree. I agree a thousand percent. I, I wouldn't, that wouldn't fall into the category of, uh, you know, failure and perceiving it as such, because, you know, you didn't go out there with that on that type of, uh, what's the word? Like a not, like a deadline almost. Things that you had to do by a certain amount of time before you came back. You know what I'm saying? If you went out there with a, a, a open mind, you were going out there to see what's out there for you, see what, you know, what could happen. If nothing came of it, you didn't fail. It just nothing came of it. You know, mm-hmm. you went out there with a, a, a clean notebook, a clean slate, trying to see what could happen. If you went out there and said, like you just said, I'm going to meet the person I want to be with out there. I'm going to get this job. I'm going to make this. I'm going to do that. I'm giving myself two years to make this happen. And then none of those things happen within those two years. And I can see somebody or seeing yourself look at it like I, I didn't succeed in the goals that I wanted to do. You know? Damn, Antoine, where were you four years ago when I came home? <laughs> <laughs> I needed someone to talk to. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. It's, it's, and that's the truth. And, that's, and, and it comes down to that sometimes, you know, having somebody in your corner having somebody that you can speak to that could remind you because we, we all hit a rock. Everybody hits that point where they're like, damn, like, is this the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Am I making the right decisions? Like, I, I don't know. And then you have that other person that's in your ear that's telling you like, yeah, stay the course. You know, it, it does make sense. This is how it looks to me on the outside. Focus on these things. Don't focus on the negative because I'm telling you, you have the other friends that are on the other side telling you, yeah, you're bugging out. You shouldn't be doing that. You're, you're tweaking all the other things you don't want to hear. And then you have the, some of the friends that tell you what you need to hear, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, I'm, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're telling me what I need to hear. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) And what I want to hear. So that's the most important thing. (laughs) (laughs) But I was thinking, so I do have a a, a uh, situation, a perceived failure for you that turned out differently. So when my first college that I went to was a two year, but it, it could have been, it was a four year, but most people went there to get their associates and then they would leave. And my first field that I was in there for was uh, physical therapy. And when I was doing it, I started out, you know, my first semester, I'm like, yeah, cause I was playing, I was playing ball in college, whatever. I'm like, you know, this is definitely what I want to do. I love it. Um, I can't see myself doing anything else. And then my sophomore year came in and I'm doing it. I'm like, I'm not too sure this is what I want to do. So, you know, my parents, my friends, everybody that that I was talking to, they felt like that's the track I was following. I was probably going to stay that way, get my bachelor's in that field and continue on. So uh, when I decided that that's not what I wanted to do, I now have to look into another college that I have to go to. I have to start trying to get my financials in order because, as you know, college is not cheap. So you have to try to figure that whole situation out. And from the outside looking in, it could look like to my parents and even to some you know people in my circle, like he's undecided. He doesn't know what he's going to do. He probably get that and, and who knows, he'll come back home, get comfortable and then may not ever go back to college and go down that slippery slope. But it ended up turning out to be the best decision I made, because when I left that college, the next college I uh, ended up going to was the first step 
and me starting the whole criminal justice background and all that stuff and led to everything that's going on now. So I can't even complain about it, but it's another thing with the risk. I could have been afraid to say, I'm comfortable with this. I know this. I understand the sports. I understand the, you know, the science behind it. It's interesting, but I'm just, I don't have a passion for it and try to ride it out. Or you can try to jump out, find something that you're passionate about and, and ride that wave and see where, you know, what it gets you. And it worked out amazing for me, you know? So it, it just, you just have to be ready to do it. Just, just take the leap, take the leap of faith. Just take the leap yeah. of faith. Yeah. And good for, good for you following your gut and your intuition, because that's scary, especially as like a young person who's like stepping out on your own and having to make decisions about what you want your life to look like at like 18 and right. 19. And you're like, I don't know what I want my life to look like. I just know that right. like this thing that I thought I wanted to do isn't making me happy and right. I got to find something else. And like, it's good that you were able to quiet those outside voices. Cause like, there's so many people, especially, you know, like, you know, from our communities, black people, like, of course, like so many of us are, are getting, you know, educated and have you know degrees and all that stuff but like it's still like even in my own family it was still like a big deal to go to Mm -hmm. to go to college and so you also like don't want to be perceived as like oh you're not taking this seriously when you're taking it so seriously and trying to like figure out what you feel called to do you know exactly exactly and that's what it's for some people go to college you you go to college to figure out what you want to do. You know, there's no timeline on it. They, they, they never said you, if you, once, once you turn 25, you can't go to college no more. Once you turn 30, you can't go no more. You got people going back to college or you have people going back to college that are in their late thirties, late forties, fifties, because sometimes they, they're realizing now there's things they wish they would have done when they were younger that they didn't take advantage of. And now they, they don't care what people think and they're, they're ready to dive into it and, and tackle it. And I respect that expected tenfold so you know uh these are things that I, I think a lot of people don't realize right now like they they put it to the back burner instead of really looking at it because it, it'll cause you to, to change the way you're thinking which will therein affect the decisions you're making every time damn that was that was a word y'all that was good like, <laughs> <laughs> i i don't got nothing to add to that that was really good <laughs> Um, speed speed. That's how yeah. we're dropping dropping knowledge yo dropping knowledge dropping gems <laughs> dropping <it>. truths <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i mean i think that's a really good place to end it and to like head to our first break and we'll be right back with our second segment Man. known as the stoop Welcome back to the show. We are now headed to our main topic discussion known as The Stoop. And this is where we put our satin bonnets on and do-rags and let out a deep breath and get real comfortable. And as I mentioned, today we are talking about any and everything in this wild card episode. And Antoine, it's your time to shine. Ooh, go ahead. You taking over. <laughs> All right. So here we go. So usually... I do this thing every Tuesday where I would ask about 10 to 12 questions to, you know, pick my audience's brain apart, usually my followers. And I'm not, you know, I don't do it for anything. Mostly my friends, uh, sometimes even my, you know, people that I see on a day-to-day basis, I'll ask them these questions and uh, I just 
I want to hear what they think, you know, and it leads to good conversation most of the time. And uh, I, I want to see how you do on this job. We'll see how you do with some of these questions. And I'm going to try to tie them to what we've been talking about uh, already today, which will make it more interesting. And I'm, I'm all ears to hear everything you have to say. All right, I feel I feel nervous. I'm in, I feel like I'm in the hot oh. seat. <laughs> no, nah, these are these are these questions are they're they're not too complex, but they they will make you think. You'll think about them. So right, are I'm you ready. ready? I'm ready. All right. All right. So we'll start with the first one. First one I have for you is can you measure success? Oh, okay. Mm, can you measure success? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think you can, but I think it it would be on a sort of like individual basis, like individualized case by case basis. Like for myself, could I measure my success against someone else? I mean, technically I could, but that would not be a good idea. Like, I don't think that's a good idea. I think so many of us, um, compare ourselves and look at what others have done and, um, and, and don't always do it in a way where it could be helpful and beneficial to look at what someone has done and go, damn, look at what they got. I want to get there. And yeah. how can I do it? Right. To sort of like model yourself after them. And I don't mean like copying what they're doing, but, you know, modeling what they've done, whether that's been how they've worked, the information that they've gotten or whatever the case may be. Um, right. I think in that way it is helpful and beneficial and positive or to even um, measure success. I would say like for me, for instance, with this podcast, like there's so many things that I want to do with it. And if I were to measure the success of this podcast against like maybe one of my favorite podcasts, I would be like, okay, when I start getting um, the ability to do like live shows with like people in an audience and bring my show to a live studio audience, then I will have, then my podcast will be a success and I'm measuring it against like other podcasts that I admire. Um, I think that is a healthy way to do it. Um, and I think like you can measure your success against others and do it in a way that is unhealthy and detrimental to yourself because yeah. everyone's story and journey is different. Ding, ding, ding. That is the one. That yeah. <laughs> is the one. No, you're hundred percent right. I agree with everything you said. I don't disagree. Uh, with anything you just said. And if I do, I will tell you and I will go. I, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. But I, I do agree with that. I agree with everything you just said. So let me see. I have the next one for you. This one. I like this one a lot. Uh, but we'll see. Which is worse between physical failure and mental failure? Ooh. Well, I mean, what's what's a what would you describe as a physical failure? So. I would say, so you only could tie it into certain things where, you know, and I'm, again, I'm tying it to sports because that's the first thing that pops up physically where your body, you feel like your body can't exert anymore. You you can't go anymore. So you just completely shut down. You're like, I'm not doing it. Or if you uh, look out people who work out in the gym, you work out, um, you get to a point where you're, you're going through your reps, you're knocking it out, you're knocking it out. And then you get to that rep where it's like, you're physically going but your your body is failing. You can't you can't go anymore compared to, as you know, the mental side where we'll go relationship side. You're in a relationship and mentally you're not there no more. You're 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 done. You're shutting down. 
Now the other person is trying to give you information, trying to do certain things with you, and you're not receiving it. So mentally you're gone, which I guess they, they, they are two total different situations, but I'm trying to see how, I guess so. I won't say which one is worse. We'll say which one do you feel is more common? Which which do you think is more common between the two? More common? Um, hmm. I mean, it's it's so funny. I love your examples. And, I, and they're like examples that I personally really can't relate to because I'm like, uh, work like playing a <laughs> basketball game. <laughs> even with work. Even even think about it with work. Even yeah, with, yeah. With, with typing up reports or something like that. You, know, you had a report yeah. that you had to submit. And mentally, you're not there. You're done. You're exhausted. You're mentally fried, which yeah. is not allowing you to now physically do what you need mm. to do because you don't want to do it. Compared to the other side, you're in work. You've been writing papers all day. And now you have to write this last paper. And you're just like, my hand's cramping. I just, I don't feel like, you know what I'm saying? I don't feel yeah, like yeah, I'm sitting yeah. in the same position all day. I think they're both super complex. And I can understand, right. especially from the point of view of like an athlete of like Mm -hmm. just feeling like your body has failed you or when you're, and I mean, all of us will go through this, right. At some point, like as we age, like our bodies will just not be able to do the things that like it used to do. And like, how are we going to reconcile that? The fact that our body will have these new limitations. I think that's really difficult. (laughs) Like, and I'm not really looking forward to that part so much like even just being like 32 like sometimes my knee acts up and I'm like what the fuck like like I'm only 32 why is my knee making this noise like that's not okay so I and like and literally like I do like my own like sort of like smaller at-home workouts like Mm -hmm. I don't be doing them reps and stuff like you be doing like you be working out You gotta, you gotta stay healthy. Stay yeah, healthy. in the gym and do something, as I always say. Yeah, pain day. Pain day. See, I'm not about that life. I'll be having fun. I'll be dancing. I'll be doing yoga. Like, I'm not about. I'm not about the. Pain. It's all good. That's that's good. That's good too. Because guess what? You're still working out. It's just in your way. You get what I'm saying? You still get yeah. it done. Yeah. So like your 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 pain day would for me like my body would be like that's not happening like. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like that is really hard to sort of reconcile with, especially, um, if you feel like your body should be capable of doing something and it, and it's not, I feel like that is really, really, really hard. Um, especially if you get sick, you, you, you develop a chronic illness, like Mm -hmm. it's, it's really difficult, but I feel like mental though, like mental failure can it can really knock you on your ass in a way that like, yeah. yeah, yeah. The physical can, but I feel like the body can heal. And I mean, so can the mind, but the mind, whoa. <laughs> takes longer to me. Mentally, yeah, the mind can take more. It's not visible, it's ever right? Going. Yeah. Yep, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's- yeah. So I think the, I think definitely the mental, the mental component okay. because, yeah, because, you know, it's not like we get to go to the doctor. He takes an x-ray and he's like, I can see where your brain is broken. You're like, no, I'm just sitting with these thoughts. <laughs> exactly. And thoughts sometimes don't go away. They're reoccurring. Sometimes they come back in the most unexpected times, you know? So yeah, I agree with you. I would definitely say the mental. Definitely. Yeah. So we'll, we'll shift gears a little bit here with this one. 
And let's see what you think. As you get older, should you lower your standards in relationships? Hell, motherfucking no. (laughs) (laughs) You had some energy behind that. I did, yo. I did. You knew exactly what you were looking for with that. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it. I did not even think about it. I'm no. That was funny. Absolutely not. You know what is funny though? I find as I get older, my like my standards get higher. Like. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow see I, i've never heard that see that's different for me i i haven't i haven't heard that yeah because it's like as as you learn yourself which i feel like is important and you don't necessarily have to be in a relationship to to i mean you don't have to be single to learn yourself you can do that in mm-hmm. a relationship like i feel like people grow so much in relationships but like right from my perspective like as i you know learn myself and learn like what my triggers are in relationships or like what I like, what I don't like, what my goals and expectations are, what I want my life to look like, the life I want to create for myself and the people that I want in it. Like, I just feel Mm -hmm. like my standards go up because the standards I have for myself have gone up. And like, you know, as the kids say, you need to match my energy. Like, (laughs) I think it's dope. You know, you know what you want. You get what I'm saying? And, And I feel like, but that it, it's all it clearly all depends on the person. But I feel like you have some people who they will tell you they want you to match the energy or they want you to be on that level. But they're doing all the wrong things. So in order for you to get it, it's impossible almost for, for them to find that person to match that level because they're here with one thing. Then over here with the next, they're scrambling. They're all over the place. So if you to even find that person is going to be, you know, it'll be 20 times harder because I find that. A lot of people do, uh, their standards do get higher as they get older. And some people lower their standards because they get nervous that they may not find a person that they uh, are supposed to be with. So you start settling. And I I'm, I think that is one of the most dangerous things as well, because, you know, you get scared of being alone. You start hitting that age where you're you're in your 30s and you're like, man, I'm not with anybody. I haven't found anybody. It's like, is there anybody out there for me? Now I feel like the next person that come along, I'm going to just grab this person we're going to try to make it work. And then we'll, we'll go from there. Whereas we have other people who are like, no, am I doing that? I'm set on what I want. And when I find that person, I know that's exactly, that's for me. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I've seen it go both ways. I feel like it's a very even playing field with that, honestly. Yeah. I've, I've seen it go both ways as well. And I feel like from my perspective, it's often like women and folks who identify as women that are told to lower their standards or are told that like they're too picky and this sort of like, you know, scarcity mentality of like all the good people are gone. And so you kind of have to lower your standards in order to find someone. And it's like, no, why? Like, yeah, like that. No, like that is not true. And it's also not fair. Like what do we have to lower our standards, you know? And it's like, everyone's standards are, you know, subjective and they're, and they're different. And when I, when I talk about it, I'm not even thinking about like someone's status. Like, I'm not thinking about like how much money you have. If you have property, you have all that stuff. Like my thing is like, are you an independent person? Can you take care of yourself? Okay, cool. Like, good. (laughs) Like I'm independent too. I, 
I don't want to have to take care of you. And I don't want you to feel like you have to take care of me. I like want us to collectively bring our shares together, you know, bring our equal halves to the table. So for me, it's not about status. Like when I talk about like my standards, I like, I kind of want to know if your principles align with mine. Like, are you an honest person or are you an authentic person? Do you have integrity? Like, are you going to show up? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, Mm -hmm. especially when Mm -hmm. shit gets tough, because we know shit's going to get tough. Like, (laughs) That's when you get your money. That's when you earn your money. Anybody can do anything when it's easy. It's nothing challenging you. You can just sit back like, man, this is easy. I'm enjoying the ride. My joints start getting bumpy. Or you want to jump off or you want to strap in and say, I'm right here with you. Let's let's get to it, you know? And that says a lot about somebody and their character. And you, you can tie that into relationships. You can tie that into sports. You can tie that into life. When you have somebody, a friend, or somebody that you expect to be there for you in certain situations and they just coast off or they're, they're not there, they shock you. Because that's, you know, some, most of the time that's not what you're expecting. You want somebody to, to stand tall and be there with you when those, uh, when those things happen, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the part that gets tricky is like, like obviously there's um, complexity like in relationships and things like we just said aren't always going to be smooth sailing. Like life happens, right. right, outside of us. Like it could be career, it could be family, it could be friends, it could be kids. Like it's, it's everything. And it's, right. but it's like, yeah, like you said, like wanting to know that you have someone that's going to ride it out with you, but also like, I don't mean that to the point of like, I'll put you through anything and I want to know that you can stay like, no. There's limits. limits. You got to know your limits. Yes, exactly. And I think that's also part of learning yourself is knowing your limits. Like, and I would say like, I've come into this recently within the last year. Have I, I've always kind of been someone who's like, and my friends have, you know, always called me picky because I'm not someone who's ever just, wanted to be with just anyone. I don't, and that's not me. I can't do that. Like I'll, right. I'll be, I'll be alone. I'm not even kidding you before I'll just and be with anyone. <laughs> yep. I think that's smart. And I, and I, like I said, that's respectable because you have a lot of people who will jump off the bridge and take anybody with them because they don't want to go alone. And, and it's sad in a way, but then the other way, it's like, why do you feel that you need to, you know, be with somebody. Why do you why do you feel like you have to have somebody next to you? Or go go from person to person to person to person rather than sit down, learn yourself. Once you learn yourself and you're comfortable with yourself, look for the person that's that compliments you, the person that you want to be with. You know what I'm saying? And, and go through those stages to get to know somebody and and go from there. Don't just, you know, grab the first thing you see. And it, and it's like that with a lot of stuff. You can apply that to so many lessons. I remember when I was a kid or when I was a a, a baby or really small, and my mom would do things where she will bring something out that you may really want or you, you may be excited to get. And then she'll wait. She'll watch you, see how you carry it. Or she'll, she'll give you that, uh, you know, you can take this right now and you can get something. Uh, you won't get the thing that I have for you later. Or you can wait and you may not know what the next thing is, but you have something coming later. And then nine times out of 10, when you wait, the next thing that you have is the best thing. And you're like, what, what, would, I, what would I have gotten if I took this and it's something that's less or less than, you know, something that you don't, you wouldn't have won it. It could be one cookie. And if you would have waited, you would have got three cookies. You know what I'm saying? And you can just apply it to so many different situations. It's just sometimes you got to have patience. Patience yeah. is key with a oh. lot of things. Patience is key. But it's so hard. <laughs> it is. Oh, it is. It is. Patience you is know, hard. I, I agree with you 110%. Like it is so worth it when you, when you, 
wait for the thing that you know is yours and you know that you deserve, but it is, it can be difficult and loneliness happens. It's, it's a part of life. Like I definitely understand not wanting to be alone, especially think about the world we're in right now, like going through this pandemic, like things are so uncertain. Like, of course you want to ride it out with somebody, you know, but sometimes you just, you just got to weigh it. You're like, yeah, is someone, to, but is it worth my peace? Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, it's all in you analyzing, as we say, you know, the Virgos being over analytical and all that. You got to analyze it, pay attention to it, understand it, and make a decision from that. Trust the signs, trust the trends. It's always usually right in front of you. The decision, the right decision is usually always in front of you. You just have to make it. I always say, when you start second guessing yourself and things like that, it's sometimes because you don't like the answer that's in front of you. The right answer is there, but you're like, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to try to find, I'm going to rationalize and try to find every other answer to go with in my brain to push that one to the side and then I'm going to go that way. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's, it's very, very, very dangerous. Yeah, I feel, I feel called out just now. Like, <laughs> I'm not calling you out. I'm, no like, I'm like, damn, I, I do do that. I do look for the, the answer <laughs> Sometimes it's right in front of you. I tell my friends that all the time. Trust the trends. When, they, when we talk about certain things and they're saying everything that's pointing at the thing that they need to do. And they just won't, they won't jump. They say, you got to trust the trends. It's right in front of you. The signs, everything you need to see is right there. It's packaged up and it's placed in front of you. All you got to do is open it and take it and make the right decision. But a lot of people, that's hard. It's, it's easier said than done. You know what I'm saying? So I, I understand it. I totally get it. Yeah, especially I think in relationships, because like you can see the signs and and I think the language that we use a lot now, um, like the red flags, like you notice the red flags and the red flags are always there and you should have noticed the red flags. And you're just like, yeah, like I did peep the flag, but like it seemed pinkish when I first peeped it. Yep. (laughs) And you know, I'm looking, but I'm colorblind. (laughs) I can't really can't see it. I don't know. And I, you know, I, I felt the potential. Like I felt like we could, we could turn, you know, the pink flag white. Yeah. But like that didn't happen. It's it's yep. tough. It is. It is. It is. All right. Let me see what else. What else do I have for you here? Uh, this is more like a, I think, a character question. Okay. And it, 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 it you could kind of tie it into, you know, um, theory and whatnot. But we'll see. Um, is there a distinct difference between who you are and what you do? Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember you, you said that between who you are and what you do, a distinct difference. Ooh, that's tough. That is tough. That is tough. Um, is there a distinct difference between who you are and what you do? Honestly, sometimes there is. Sometimes there is. I, I want to hear it. Yeah. I need, um, to, I need to hear it. I need to hear it. No, <laughs> Let me let me let me think about it. What was I thinking of when I said that? Because I was that was a very definitive way that I said that between who you are have, and what. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, I mean, it's a it's a different way to it's a it's a good question, but there's different ways to look at. It. I have mm-hmm. some friends of mine that said the way you do one thing is the way you do all things. Mm. A good friend of mine, he says that. So you you figure to me, your actions are based off of most of the time things that you're thinking about, right? Things that you 
Sometimes you process them, sometimes you don't. You have people that act in a spur of the moment, that's understandable. But nine times out of 10, most of your decisions are things that you've thought about and then you've went on and acted on it. You know, even sometimes even with things you said, but that's a little, that's a whole different topic. So I feel like if you do a lot of good things, we'll say you're a positive person, you 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 tend to help people all the time. You you're always lending out the helping hand. You're going out of your way, right? I feel like you're you can be uh, labeled as a good person, a positive person, you know, someone that they can look to you for help compared to the other guy who always is to himself, don't want to help you. He won't lend a helping hand. If you need him, he won't be there. He only cares for himself. He may be labeled as the guy that's, a, you know, maybe selfish or maybe yeah. a non-positive guy. But I feel like the the issue with that question or the, the funny side is what if you have a person who does both? Yeah. And it's balanced out. Then what? Yeah, because I mean, people are so complex and there's there's so many people like I would say like, you know, celebrities or these, um, you know, billionaires, millionaires or whatever, who seemingly right are good people. They donate millions to charities or whatever. But like we know that they have like sweatshops in right. these other countries or like, you know they won't let their employees unionize. Like, is that a good person? Like, I don't think so. But like, you know, which one is more reflective of, of who they are? And it's like, none of us are, are just all good or all bad. And I feel like um, what I've tried to like reconcile even about myself to myself is that like, we all exist on, ex- on a spectrum and like, right. we're constantly moving across that spectrum. And I would say, you know, for myself, like when I said like, no, it's not necessarily what you do is not necessarily who you are. It was, I was speaking, I'll speak specifically about myself. It was like, I always try to be a good person. And like, in my mind, I didn't feel like I was a good person. I had a lot of like negative thoughts, a lot of critical negative self-thinking about like, you know, you're selfish or you're this or you're that. And like, um, I try to like offset that by being like, you need to show up for people and you need to be kind and you need to listen and you need to like help others. And of course it's like, I, I wasn't like, nobody was like holding, you know, the proverbial gun to my head and forcing me to do that. Right, like right. I also wanted to show up for people, but, exactly. but like the way I was showing up and like a lot of, you know, my friends and people that met me have been like, Oh, well, you're so like jovial and you're always smiling and you're always happy. <laughs> and like, meanwhile, like in my head, I was not that person and like i couldn't reconcile that like like who is the person that they see versus the person i feel like i am on the inside exactly 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 i think that's a you hit it right on the head i I, I, that's a a very important thing you know you have a lot of people who myself it's happened to me you could be going through something and dealing with something the next person will never know just because how you carry it and you maintaining that same, trying to maintain that same positive light or that energy, but it's hard sometimes because, you know, you can, a part of your day, you can be all smiles and giggly and holding up those conversations. And, you know, as soon as you're alone, you're hurting, you're breaking down, you're going through stuff and you're trying to find a way to maintain that balance because that's, that's hard in itself. Cause if you try to do that, sometimes you can explode and, and it's, it's a very scary thing. So that's why, like, some the, the people who, who wear their emotions on their sleeve or, you know, they're not they're not able to do that or not be able to process those type of things. I'm not – I hold nothing against you. I, I totally understand because that's a, that's a different type of trait. And people that are able to do that, who 
your mental, uh, we'll say your mental strength is on a whole nother level to me, yeah. to me at least. Yeah. And I also like, I mean, there's a saying we always have, right? Like believe, believe people when they show you who they are. <laughs> like yeah. we're very much yeah. about like people's actions being the indicator of like who they are versus just like what they say. Um, and I, and I guess I think to a certain extent that is true. Like how people treat you is an indicator of who they are, but like people treat everyone differently. So it's again, like, I don't know. We're so complex. I don't know. And you have people who will sell you a dream too. They'll they'll treat you a certain way to try to get something out of it. uh, uh, End game. You have, it's hard to find people that are genuine. And when you do, that's why you hold on to those relationships, friendships or relationships. Because you have some people who will see something that they want from you and they will play how they treat you and how they cater to you just to get that thing that they want. And that is sometimes worse than anything because you can think you have a really good friend or a really good person that you're, you know, you're learning and you're getting to know. And then boom, once they get what they get, you start noticing them change. They start acting different, start distancing themselves or separating themselves. And it, it sucks, but it happens. And it happens a lot, a lot. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think too, like, um, like even like you said in friendships, like, like I've had stuff happen in friendships where sometimes it, it colored the whole friendship for me in a different light where I was like, did I know this person? Like, yep. did I actually know this person? Did I, was what I felt and perceived about them? And like, like was my intuition wrong about them? But I mean, sometimes I don't think that's necessarily the case. Like sometimes things just like happen. Like I'm not perfect and I've fucked up in my friendships. And it's like, would I want that to color, you know, the way that people perceive me overall? Would I want that person to be like, man, she's a terrible person because like she just like, I don't know, stop talking to me or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, that's not the perception I want people to no. have. No, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> but like, I, I've done things that I'm not proud of. Like we all have, it's, it's human. It's life. It's just, you know, it's one thing if you, you've done something or a certain thing that again, you can bounce back from or something that somebody can tell that's not really your character. That was something that you, you don't usually act like that. So for that to happen, we could, you know, understand or make amends from that situation compared to somebody who's always doing something. This always seems to be that mistake or they always seem to be that situation. Those are the the, the, uh, the signs and the traits that you got to trust. You see them and you make your decisions from it. Whether you decide to hang around and all that stuff, then, you know, you deal with everything else that comes from. I always tell you, you know, you make your bed, you lay in it. It's, it's, it's totally your decision. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, like, what do you what do you think then? What's your perspective on on this? So I, me personally, I, I feel like it, it, it all depends on the person. I feel like some people can do things i can't see when i say that i, I guess hard, i guess it right? is I, it is it is and you know I, and i got i guess i got to i got to be honest with you. i guess if you do things in majority the way you do majority of the things i think it does decide the type of i mean it it, it decides who you are i mean i'm i'm just trying to sit here and think but most of the th- if you're doing something in majority so majority of things you do are positive i'm you're naturally going to be considered a positive person i don't know too many people that do a gang of positive things, but they're a negative person. And I can't think of the other side where there's a, a person that does a lot of negative things, but they have a positive mindset. It's like they just don't go together. 
So I feel like the the way you do, like like I was saying, or the way you do one thing, or the thing that my buddy told me, the way you do one thing is primarily most of the time the way you do all. So I feel like what you show is is probably you know what it usually tends to be, or in, in relation to the person and the acts that they're doing. So yeah, yeah. it's a it's a tough question though. It's tough because you can go for a long time on it in so many different angles, so many different angles. Yeah, that was that was a really good one. I mean, they're, they're all really good ones. I, I really love that. The, that's one of my favorite ones. Oh yeah. Yeah, I love the standards one. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. You you were ready for that one? I know. I was like, oh, the candle on that one. <laughs> okay, so I have this one for you, and then you let me know what you want after this one. This is a this is on a relationship side. Do you? believe people fall in love because it's the right person or the right time? Um, hmm. <laughs> I feel like the romantic in me wants to believe it's because it's the right person. Like, I want to be like, right. I am the right person for you. Like, I right. want you to know that because I know that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think timing plays a big part in it huge yeah huge. yeah yeah definitely i'm with you on that a thousand percent i think it's all time because you can meet somebody and i've heard this on so many different occasions you can meet somebody in your teenage years that you're like i wasn't ready for that person at that point in time where i was at in my life that wasn't the person for me but if i were to meet that person when five 10 years down the line, oh, I know that's the person I would marry. I would do this, this, and other thing. So to me, it's the t- it's, you're saying time dictates what you would have been because if it was the person, it wouldn't matter if it was five years ago, five years in the future, or 10 years ago, or 10 years in the future. That's the person that's for you. That's the person you're going to be with. So that's why I, I'm, I'm a big believer in timing. Timing plays a role in so many dis- uh, situations. Yeah. So many. You know what? Maybe maybe timing is the more romantic answer then because <laughs> because timing is like timing is outside of yourself, right? Like it's it's right. almost like it's outside of your control. It's like you meet someone and they feel like the perfect person but they're in a relationship and you and that's outside of like what can you do about that, right? Exactly. Or like Exactly. Or they live in a different city, they live in a different country and you're like, "Damn, like why?" and you just like are not able to to go to them or, or whatever it is. Right. Um, and sometimes, you know, you're not, you're not mentally, emotionally ready for the love that someone has to give you. And it's not until you lose them. And I've, I feel like I've had that experience where like you start to do the work and you're like, right. shit, like, yep. damn, like. You're, you're not lying. It's, it's true. It, it dictates all of it. I mean, it starts, it starts with time. You know, when you meet somebody, how old you are, the type of relationship you guys are, uh, going on or be, building towards it's all based around time it's 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 the center of it to me because if you were to meet the person that you're with now 10 years ago i guarantee you nine times out of 10 you you may not have been in a relationship with that person now this is aside from the people who have had childhood relationships you know they've been together since they were 17 18 19 and they've been together and they end up getting married or whatever that's that's a, a different category because clearly 10 years for them, they knew each other and they were in a relationship. So their argument may be it's the person. It's not timing. But when I when you we, we ask these questions, I'm looking at majority and I feel like majority of today's society and even maybe in past generations, I feel like it's timing because a lot of people meet uh, 
well, the people that do end up meeting in the later years, they will tell you, if I would have met this person 10 years ago, you wasn't, I wasn't going for you. There's no way because my mindset was different and your mindset was probably different. So we wouldn't have been able to mesh, but now we're the perfect couple. So in love and you know, all that, it's, it's, it's amazing to me how that works. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're absolutely right because I, I can look back on reflection and be like, sometimes like, why didn't it work out with this person? Like, Oh, like we had this chemistry and we had this connection and it just felt like, you know, so special and rare and like what happened. And like, you know, when I look back on like my actions and my behaviors and my patterns, I was like, you weren't ready. Like you just weren't ready. And like that sucks sometimes, but like it gets you to the next phase, like where you are ready. And like, maybe that person will come back. Maybe it'll be someone else, but like, you'll be ready to receive, you know, whatever it was that, you know, you exactly. couldn't receive before. But I also feel like what I see a lot, cause like um, I follow like a lot of like uh, what I call like, like Astro Twitter. And right. it's a lot of like, you know, spiritual guided messages and things of that nature. Um, astrology and like outside of astrology, but mm-hmm. a lot of like the narrative has been like, if, or even outside of just like astrology, like the, the narrative I see a lot on Twitter is like, if this person wanted you, then they would do whatever they needed to do to make sure they had you. Like they would show up, like they would, like, if you were their person, they would not, like you said, like nothing would stop them from, from being who they needed to be in order to be with you. And I'm just like, is that true? Like, is that true? (laughs) You're not capable. Sometimes mentally you're not capable to go to that place that your partner may need you to go to. It, It just, you may not be there in that moment. That's not that they don't, they don't want to be there. They may want to, but they just can't get there in that moment. And it may take them years to realize, like, damn, I couldn't do that at that point, but now I'm there. And the next person that I'm with is going to reap the benefits of that. And I learned something from that. And it sucks because that person had to bear the bad side of it. We, you know, we had to go through it together or whatever, you know, realize it's not going to work. But the next person is going to reap all the benefits from it. Because yeah. now I'm able to go there. I've learned how to go there and I can pour into that person, you know, and it, it's like that with a lot of a lot of relationships. You know, you you take from one and you apply the next and, you know, it's life. And and the sooner people realize it, the, the better off they would be. And I'm not saying that's the same thing for everybody's situation, because everybody is different. You know, not one person is the same. So it's just these are things that you have to keep in the back of your mind, especially when, you know, you're in these situations. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And yeah, I think timing is timing is so crucial. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, timing is really, really, really crucial. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be thinking about that one for like the rest yeah, of the that's evening. A, that's a good one. Yeah, Like, when will the timing be right? How will I know when the timing is right? Is the timing right right now? <laughs> oh, man. Right? Like, what do I need to do to make sure the timing is right? Like, right. What? That's All you can do is apply yourself and make sure you're ready. And when it happens, you'll know. That's, yeah. and that's, that's always how it is. You just make sure you're ready. You come to the table and you're prepared. And when it, when it hits you, you'll know. You'll be ready. And that's how it works. Just make sure you're ready. Ooh, yep. You're ready. Come to the table prepared. <laughs> Let me see. I got one more question for you, and then I'll lay you off the, 
the uh, the hook here because you've been answering these questions actually very, very well. Very, very, very well. Thank you. I know. I told you before, like, I love to talk. I was like, we'll be here all day. <laughs> yeah, no, those are, you've been answering them very, very well. Let me see. Um, okay. Do you believe things happen for a reason? Ooh. Um, okay. Do I believe things happen for a reason? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes and no. I struggle with this question. Okay. Um, and the reason why I struggle with this is because, like, I mean, in my own life, and I'm sure in yours, and I'm sure in, in everybody's and everyone who will listen mm-hmm. to this podcast, like, we have had, you know, not great things happen to us, things that have been painful, things that have been traumatic. And I think it's a little like insensitive and disrespectful for me to look back and go, well, well, it, it happened for a reason to make you stronger. And it's like, there are other ways to make people strong, like without inflicting, yeah, without inflicting trauma on them. (laughs) So, um, I, yeah, I, I have a hard time with this because I, I do believe a lot of things do happen for a reason. And a lot of times that reason is, um, a lesson, that that you need to learn um yep or a lesson that you are imparting on someone else um not even not even consciously like (laughs) most of the time you don't know what what effect that has on the next person yeah yeah i think we we a lot of times yeah we won't ever know until unless someone you know shares it with us Mm -hmm. um but i but but i think sometimes things just happen right and coincidental you mean or are you are you are you um i don't i feel like sometimes things just happen and you have to sort of make your peace with them or or figure out or figure them or figure them out for for whatever reason like i don't necessarily think like they're as clear cut as like, oh, I, I learned how to forgive because of this experience. Yep, I, I learned how to, you know, I learned yep. how to love. Like not everything has that, you know, <laughs> neat bow on it. Some things right. are like, man, this, that was really fucked up. <laughs> right. No, you're 100% right. I'm with you. I'm tracking. I, I, I agree. I agree uh, with that. I feel like most things... I think I would say majority, I feel majority of things happen for a reason. And I say it to the point you just made. I feel like everything you do or things that happen to you has an effect on someone. And I think that effect that it creates will lead to something else in that person's life. You have uh, things where I'm trying to think of a, you know, uh, say a young kid is in the store and he's buying something or he's getting ready to buy some candy. And, uh, fireman walks into the store and buys him whatever he wants and that's the only interaction that that child has ever had with a fireman i'm willing to bet you nine times out of ten his outlook on firemen will be based off of that experience when he sees things on television or he hears things from other people he probably will pull back from that that event or that encounter that he had with that fireman from when he was a kid and it may even make him look you know, want to look further into the, you know, to know what they do or whatever, but basically just saying those, these different effects in these situations can lead to you doing something else as you get older and shaping your view on that person, you know, or that, that we'll say that, uh, in that area, we'll say, if we're not talking about a person per se, you want to 
talk about a topic or something like that. But it's, I just think it, everything, it, it definitely happens for a reason. And to me, in, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess it, I don't know. I guess it does, but it's, it's like hard because like, I'm thinking, um, and this is like a random example, but I'm thinking like, let's say someone gets into, you know, a really bad car accident and mm-hmm. it turns out like their leg has to be amputated. They couldn't save the leg. And now right. like that person has to go through obviously like rehab therapy, like all these things, like their life is forever changed from this one random ass moment right and i'm not saying it's changed for the worse like they can still live like a full life right but there's there's a there's a new way of doing things now that they have to sort of deal with like like am i gonna go to this person like well at least you know you're alive and you know these things happen for a reason and i'm sure the reason is now you're gonna go on into the paralympics and change like it's you tough, know, yeah. Like, it's tough. And, and that's what, you know, it's hard. Because, you know, that person may not want to hear that. And it yeah. may not be for them to hear in that moment. Maybe they don't want to hear it, but maybe as they get older, maybe they, they go through it. They, they, they're resilient. They deal with it. That that The reason that they could have went through that is because they may come into contact with thousands of other people that may have had the same situation with them and they could change their lives or talk them out of going through depression and wanting to go deeper into that injury, you know? They they could have been the, the person to bear the biggest uh, burden to help out the next, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, the other people that get into accidents that they can speak to or not even people that go through accidents. It could be they could become a speaker and speak to people that go through trauma. You know what I'm saying? So that they don't experience those uh those mental thoughts or that go to a place they don't want to go to. So, I mean, like we said, you can pull. You can look at it from both sides, but I agree with you. That's not something somebody's going to want to hear. Especially. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's for each individual person to decide whether or not something has happened to them and what the reason was. And I think for some people, sometimes the reason was like, there was no reason. It was just like wrong time, wrong place, wrong person, you know, like, and for others, they may, you know, like you said, like reflect back with a little perspective and time and be like, I I can see why I, I went through that or why right. I had to go through that. I would say for like the really like, I don't know, um, memorable parts of my life, I can look right. back and say, okay, I can see why I went through that. And I can see what I've gained from having gone through it. But like, right. would I have wished that maybe there was another way to gain? Yeah. <laughs> that perspective yeah Yeah. like but you know we said before in the beginning of the podcast like you know sometimes you you learn through failure you learn through getting things wrong you you learn through you know the really tough moments that teach the really enduring lessons you know that's so true so true so true yeah but yeah, I don't know that I'm sorry. That feels like a cop out answer to be like, it's up to the individual. But like, I really think like, I can't uh, make like a broad it's a, it's statement. No, yeah, no, it's the truth. And, it, and it's like I said, there's, there's no wrong answer with most of these, some of them, the ones I may cut and dry there are, but, but most of these questions it's, it's opinion based, you know, you, you're going to answer these questions based off of your experiences and what makes you think that way, you, you know, your how you were brought up. And again, your experiences throughout your life, is going to shape, how you think, which will 
you know, there in effect how you answer the question. So I don't think it's, bro, I think it's, that's your opinion and you're right for it. There's no wrong answer. They're all yeah. right. All right. <laughs> so was it, was those all the questions you have for me? Yes. That's all I got for you. Those are, those are the ones you knock them out the park. You scored a hundred. You're the winner for these questions tonight. Yay. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Thank you. Cause I, I, I definitely like look at your, your idea at the questions. I was like, where the hell is Antoine getting these questions from? Like, dang. <laughs> That's the, that's the best part about them, though, because a lot of people, they, they ask me, like my closer friends ask me, like, oh, how you make the questions that it out? Do you just look them up? And I'm like, no, but most of the, the questions are personal experiences. Sometimes I look them up or even I could just be listening to a song or, uh, yeah, most of the time it's a song. Then the lyrics, they'll say something and it'll make me think of a question and then I'll drop it in there or they'll say something in a song and I'll make it a quote and just see how many people agree with it and stuff like that. So it's. I pull them from all different places. It's not all just inside, but most of the time is there's some type of tweaking going on to most of the questions. But yeah. Yeah. Dang. I gotta, I gotta start doing that because I always, yeah. Like when I listen to music and I'm like really listening to the, um, the lyrics, I'm always like somehow in my feelings, no matter what kind of song it is. (laughs) I don't know why, but but I need to start thinking about like the questions that it is like invoking. Oh yeah, it makes you think a little bit. It yeah. makes you think a little bit. That's really good. Okay, so um we're gonna head to our last and final break and we're gonna be right back with a roundup. And for the roundup, I didn't actually write this, but um normally like that's the place to like plug any businesses, your friends, your family, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and to share any final words. But like I'm gonna ask one of your questions that you didn't ask me. I'm gonna ask you in the roundup. Okay. So go, go, go. all right. <laughs> so we'll be go, right go. back. <laughs> All right. And we are back from our last and final break. And it is now time for the roundup. And this is where we wrap up our discussion and share final thoughts. This will also be the space for listener letters and comments. Should you all want to write into the show at the brownstone podcast at gmail.com or on the IG, the Instagram at the brownstone podcast, which I believe is my Instagram. I should double check that. My mind just like went blank. I was like, is that, <laughs> is that the Instagram? Um, all right, y'all. It's been a long day. Don't judge me. Okay. So I'm going to ask you one of the questions that you had like asked, said that you might possibly ask me, but I want to get mm-hmm. your opinion on it and then we'll just wrap up the show. Yes, so ma'am. Antoine, is love organic or learned? <laughs> what a good question. <laughs> What a good question. I well, feel you like, wrote it, so it is a good yes. question. That's one of my that's a goodie. That is a goodie. Um so I feel like I want to say love is learned. And the, the the reason that I say that is because I you think about from when you're first born and you're little, that nurturing aspect that you're getting from your parents, you know, from when you're tiny as to when you're growing up. Um always being there for you, uh, letting you know that they're there for you if you need anything, uh, supporting you, putting clothes on your back, putting a roof over your head, feeding you, you know, being that shoulder you can lean on. They're showing you what to expect from someone, you know, when they really care about you and then they claim that they love you because, you know, your parents are telling you they love you. You mean the world to them, all these things, right? So then you go forward to look at it from the other side. You get to a point where you're on your own, you're making friends, you're meeting people. 
you look for these things in these relationships, these friendships that you have with individuals, you know, and when they go ahead and tell you they love you, what do you lean on to to know if it's true or not? You're leaning on the things that you've been taught when young. That could be, you know, being there for you whenever you uh, you needed something they were. And it doesn't have to be material things. You're talking about a, a shoulder to cry on, somebody to talk to, someone to just listen. They were there. You know, they they stood tall when you went through the hard times. You know, these are all things you're leaning back on. These are all things that I feel are taught to you. And then you look at the uh, the, the the other side of it. We'll go, we'll get a little, uh, not too bad, but we'll look at the sad side of it. You have guys that when they're young, and these are, I'm talking about the guys that that do things that are end up in prison or things like that, or even the, the, the extremes, the, the people who get locked away from murders and things like that, serial murders, the, the famous ones, whatever. They always seem to, to not have that love in their childhoods. They didn't have somebody to lean on. They were abused or they were treated a certain way. They had nobody that, that was there for them. And they've grown and always went through that. And then when they got into their teenage years or their adult years, they were always looked at awkwardly. They were always looked at as the outcast. There was never that that love. They were never shown it. So they didn't know what it was. They never understood it. And they say it. You, you can look a lot of them up. They'll say the, you know, say the same thing. So I feel like that's something that's definitely that, you know, you learn it, it's taught and it's, it starts from young and uh, it's sad, but it's true because, you know, a lot of these situations, they get dealt bad hands. I'm talking about the, you know, the bad side of it, but they're dealt bad hands and they don't know how to respond to it. So they think that's maybe that's their form that they think is love. And then when they get older, their mind is, you know, misconstrued and then they start, you know, doing all the other things. So. Me personally, I definitely think it's fun. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think initially um, when I looked at the question, I also was like, oh, like it's learned. It's definitely learned. Right. Like we talk about love languages nowadays and like all this stuff um, and, you know, early childhood stuff. Like we, we hear about all the time about like your first five years are like super important imperative on like and pretty much shape who you are, right? Like those first five years are like super formative and like who you are as a person and, you know, all these different things. So I definitely believe that it is learned, but I I believe both. I actually, I think love is organic and I think it's learned. And like, again, maybe I'm taking the easy way out of this by choosing both instead of doing like either or. But um, because I, I don't know, I feel like, you know, when you're, with like a small child or even, even a baby, right? Like there's, I think there is something innate within us that is love that we don't have a name. We don't have language for like, cause we can't speak at that age, but there is something in us that is, I think, innately love, you know, like, you know, when we cry and we're, we're looking for that caregiver to come to us, right? When, when, when someone holds us or like when we grab onto like the finger, there's just some right. stuff. Like when we're looking for comfort, like, you know, we look for. Yeah, we look. Yeah. Yeah. And like part of it is survival. Like we're trying to survive instinct- <laughs> instinctually. That's true. But, no, 100% right. but I think there's also something innately loving in us because we've seen so many times too like people who didn't have the most affectionate caregivers who didn't have um who weren't shown a lot of love but still possess this like crazy yeah right like capability of just of of loving like and so many of us I think have 
especially when it comes to like our caregivers. And for some of us, that was our parents. Um, for some people it's not, but like, I can think of moments where like, I was hurt by my caregivers, but like, I love them so much, so unconditionally. Like you were just like, I so I think part of it is organic, right? Like we are just love. Um, but I think the way we love and the way that we want to be loved okay. and, sh- and show it, the way we show love mm-hmm. and the way that we want to receive love, I think that's learned. Yes, I, I like that answer. I like that answer a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot. Very good. Very, very good answer. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, yo. Tell you, that's good. That's a good way. I never heard it that way either. A lot of the answers that you you spoke on, and even uh, the topics that we spoke on, I felt like you were given a different a different outlook of it because some of them I never heard. I, I didn't never even looked at it that way. So I think that's the and that's the good thing about these conversations because it gives you different outlooks. You you can formulate different opinions, and now I look at it a different way. You know. Yeah, and and vice versa. Like I think sometimes you just need to hear somebody say it in a way that you're like, Oh, Oh, Oh shit. Yes. <laughs> Which is like how I feel like I've had a lot of my own insights and personal growth is just mm-hmm. conversations with people yeah. and like, or even just reading people's experiences and being like, Oh wait, Oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah. So, I mean, okay. in saying that though, like what I said about, um, do you think someone then, can change the way that they show love and or want oh, to that. receive love? Or is it just like, uh, this is the, nah, I am you, the way I am? No, no, no. You can definitely, I, I feel like you definitely can. I feel like that, that plays into the people that you surround yourself with and your, you know, your different experiences. If you meet somebody who has been loved their whole life and they take to you, you take to them and you guys formulate some type of friendship or even a relationship, they may show you things that you've never been shown before that can cause you to then act differently in, in, uh, in regards to, you know, love and how you receive it. And, and even your understanding love, you know, you can meet somebody and they can show you and tell you things that that may sound foreign to you over time. You may grow to understand it, learn it, and then you may start applying it. Uh, so I definitely think that's, that's definitely capable of change, but it all depends on, as as all things, your experiences and who you surround yourself around. If you surround yourself around a lot of people who think the same way you do, had the same experiences you did, then you're not going to change. You're, you're not going to be forced to change. You're going to stay inside that box. If you're surrounded by people who had different experiences than you and, and you can see the positive side of it or they're forcing it, not really forcing it on you, but they talk about it and you just notice their energy. Because I'm, I'm a true believer in that too. Some people that come around you, their energy just forces you to, to just to lighten up or carry yourself a certain way. And when you are surrounded uh, with people like that, you can't, you, sometimes you can't help it. It's just, it happens. So yeah, I think that you definitely could change it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I, I think, mm-hmm. I think I want to hope. Yeah. That you can, that yeah. you can change yeah. it because yeah, different, I don't know, different phases and different people require different kinds of love from, from yeah. you. You're not. You're 100 percent right. It's it's all dependent on the type of person you are. It always comes down to that. It's always going to be the the uh, the final the final straw every time. Every yeah. time. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Listen, we sound so evolved. In this <laughs> there was a lot of growth in this conversation. Yeah, a lot of growth. 
Oh my God. But um, yeah. Is there any final words that you want to share? Any, uh, you know, businesses, anything you want to plug and let the people know about? Um, No, nah, I mean, I don't, you know me, I'm, I'm very simple. I don't, I don't have anything to plug. Just, I, I appreciate you for having me on here though. This was super, 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 super dope. And anybody who has the pleasure of being on this podcast will enjoy it 30 times over. Very good time. Thank you. I my smile is so big right now. Thank you so much. <laughs> I like really, really, really appreciate you taking the time out of like your day and your life to That's like do nice. this. But like you didn't just like you know were like all right, just zoom me and like let's just talk. Like you were prepared. Like you were <laughs> asking me questions. And you were like, "What you do? You want to do this? Do you want to have some option?" I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." That's how you're supposed to come. Remember, you got to be prepared. You always got to be prepared. You come prepared, everything will always flow the way it's supposed to. Every single time. Listen, you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. You're right. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yo, I appreciate you so much. I'm going to invite you back on for That's another dope session of uh, questions, you know, this wild card mm-hmm. session. But yes, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all so much for tuning in to the Brownstone with Jara Monique. Uh, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Ghana, iHeartRadio, everywhere and anywhere. Thank you so much. I appreciate all of you so much. And you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel at Jara Monique and follow us on social media. And the ats will be in the show notes. So stay tuned for next week's episode. Love y'all. Bye. Bye, Antoine. I'll see ya. <laughs>